you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, CEO of Willis HR, and I am so pumped to highlight Junior League of Columbia. We have two really special people with us today, and I would like to make sure that we give extra credit because they are the president and executive vice president of Junior League Columbia. And so I want to welcome Sally and Bianca. Sally, first, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little about who you are and, and why you've joined Junior League, and then we'll hear from Bianca as well. Great. Thanks, Jada. I'm Sally Harrell. I am currently the president of the Junior League of Columbia. And I will be honest, this is my 16th year in the league. And I would not do it if I didn't love it. And I think that um, is a testament to our Columbia community. It's a testament to the league and the women that I get to work so closely with. But I'm just grateful to be here. And thank you for having us. Thank you. All right, Dianca, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Dianca Schuler. I currently serve as the Executive Vice President of the Junior League of Columbia. This is actually my 11th, I think, active year in the league. So I mainly joined the league to give back to the community. I love volunteering and I have a passion for that. So that's one of the reasons why I joined the league as well. When I moved to the area, I didn't know anyone. So this was a great way for me to meet sound like minded women in the community. Oh, I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate both of you just taking the time because I know that this is a volunteer opportunity, but I really think that our listeners probably have no idea or may even have uh, just maybe even misconceptions about Junior League. So I want to learn more about the organization. So what exactly is Junior League and how do I even join? Why would I want to join? Right. You know, I loved what Dianca just said a minute ago about a group of like-minded women, because I do think that we are all in the league for a common, a common good, a philanthropic endeavor, if you will, you know, the recurring theme as I meet women and we are almost 1500 women strong, which is incredible. We all have that. We want to move the needle forward in our community. A lot of us had been volunteers in middle school and high school and college. We had those endeavors, those organizations that we belong to. And I really think Dianca hit the nail on the head when she said it was a like-minded collaboration that brings us all together. One of my themes this year has been never forget your why. And so to me, that just resonates the fact that we, as being members of this organization, need to always remember why we are here. Why are we doing this? particularly in light of the COVID landscape these days, it's easy to kind of shirk your responsibilities and say, you know, I just don't want to do it, but you've got to remember your why. We are in the Junior League of Columbia all about developing the potential of women in whatever form or fashion that looks like. And so I really like to hang up my hat at the end of the day, knowing that I'm part of an organization that is building women up and also building up a community. Thank you for that. And I love it. It's just never forgetting your why. That really resonates with me. Bianca, do you have anything to add to that? 
I think I would also go back to the training component that um, Sally mentioned. So, you know, hypothetically, if I did communication by day, but, you know, here I'm able to be in an organization and learn something about like the finance side. So that's completely out of my element. But being in this organization, they're going to potentially keen in on one of my weaknesses and I could thrive, you know, in a financial role. And one thing I've learned so far is, you know, being able to be in different attend different trainings. And it's interesting. My husband mentioned, he was like, the training that you receive through the junior league is 10 times better than what you receive like in corporate America, because they're actually training you for a position. Whereas you think about it when you're at work, you know, whoever's position I may be taking, I may only get to spend like two weeks with the person before they leave. But here's a league that you get to go to developmental training specifically for your role and work with others within other leagues across the country. So, I mean, the training is phenomenal. The league has seriously taken me out of my comfort zone because I would have never pictured myself when I joined the league, but almost 10 years ago, being in a leadership capacity of what I'm currently in. Um, But it's when someone else sees something in you and they invest that time and training into you. Man. This is really powerful stuff, and I'm so glad that we're just having the opportunity to highlight the Junior League because every time I talk to a member of leadership or a Junior League member, I'm constantly inspired, and it's it's inspiring to not only give, but even kind of to push myself further. That's what I get from you all. But you're right. Even from the website, you focus on the education, the development track. And then also, you're you're talking about community, but it sounds like you even have this internal community among other Junior League members, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think you probably are just bringing diversity together, diverse thoughts, background. And so it's then that next opportunity to build these relationships that we probably would have never crossed paths, maybe. And then on top of all of that, you're actually then focused on volunteerism, focusing on giving back. I mean, that's a holistic approach to, wow, just, just life, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, Jada, you don't need us here. You got it. I mean, <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at all. I'm just, you got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm really, no, I'm, I'm inspired by both of you. And then the, also the willingness of just helping other women, because, you know, you see a lot of memes and quotes about, you know, find your tribe, find the folks that are really going to cheer you on and not have the comparison or the jealousy. Right. Uh, sure. Do you feel like the organization kind of combats that mindset, that approach? I think in every organization, there are going to be gaps and holes that come to the surface and, and, you know, some manner, but I do also feel like, again, you know, we're going back to that like-mindedness. However, with that being said, we're not a group of, I hate to even say Stepford wives, but you know, and we're not robots. And diversity is what makes the world go round. You know, you've got to have those challenging opinions and you've got to have those thoughts that really make you think, you know, you don't want everybody that thinks the same thing in a room making those decisions. But I do feel like, I personally feel like I have found my tribe. And again, I wouldn't do it after 16 years if I did not love it. See, that's the thing that, and you're, you're absolutely right. That comes out though. And like-minded just means to me, like shared belief, you want the best for each other. You want to rally around, you know, women and, and, and their own personal mission and that sort of thing. So, but that probably comes out the whole diversity of how you're impacting different lives, different people through your programming. 
and through the education route, right? So that's how you, and, and that's just a good example, but that's how you're really, you know, contributing to the ongoing thought pattern of, is this even relevant for me? It's relevant for every woman. So I think that there are women that hold professional positions and are working and are also like stay-at-home moms, right? And I think you have that makeup within our organization. So you have those who work corporate jobs, full-time jobs, or you have those that work part-time or like you mentioned, stay-at-home moms. So it's an organization where it's not one size fits all. I mean, we, I feel like we're definitely within the past two years, we've really met members where they are. And I think COVID has really opened our eyes to that. Whereas we were always saying, hey, you got to be in person for this meeting or, you know, you got to be in person for a shift where we had to switch when the pandemic hit. So, you know, a lot of our meetings turned virtuals. You know, a lot of our community partners weren't allowing those inside of their facilities. So we had to think outside the box and come up with creative ways where we can still make that impact within the community. Right. Perfect pivot. I feel like you you have my notes over here. So... (laughs) Well, just in thinking through that, because I know that COVID has impacted all of us, business-wise, nonprofit, all the pieces. And it, and it sounds like you all have done a great job in really mastering the needs of still focusing on the mission, executing on that. But how are you continuing to focus maybe for the rest of this year on having still an impact to the community? What type of initiatives are you working on? And I'll speak a little bit just like on the community side. You know, we had the opportunity I think what was it the Ronald McDonald House and Camp Cole, like during you know mm-hmm. Halloween, where we were able to you know pack up I think over 500 goodie bags for Halloween's and deliver those to the facilities, so you know those individuals could still have an impactful holiday. You know, working with Power and Changing, that's one of our local diaper banks here in the Columbia area. So being able to drop off diapers, so that organization can provide for those families who are unable to pay for diapers because those are expensive for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay yeah, and then, yeah go ahead I was just gonna say Dianca you know articulated this so nicely just a second ago and just taking it a step further is as many organizations do have requirements from our members you know both financial and shifts and meetings and that kind of thing and Dianca said we are meeting our member where they are and you know that may be a virtual meeting. And that may be like she mentioned, dropping off a donation or volunteering at a partner, a community partner and getting a requirement met for that. So, you know, COVID really has changed our, our, our mindset, but it's also taught us that just because we've done it away for X amount of years, doesn't mean that we still have to continue to do it that way. I think flexibility is certainly shown. We try to show each other a lot of grace and understanding. And I mean, you know, if we have to bring our children to a meeting, I mean, come on, you know, that's just the way it is. So, you know, I appreciate Dianca's comments. I attended our board meeting in the car yesterday while I was waiting for my daughter at, waiting for my daughter at dance. (laughs) That's how it goes. This is just how it goes right now. And thinking about the meetings and maybe the Zoom meetings, I mean, yeah, you could be taking, I could, in my kitchen or <laughs> this is this is just a completely different world. And one thing that I'm I'm appreciating and observing, you know, junior league and how the evolution and it's also highlighted on your website is your commitment to diversity and inclusion. And I, I just want to read this really quickly for our listeners. The Junior League of Columbia welcomes all women who value our mission. 
We are committed to inclusive environments of individuals, organizations, and communities. I think that that is another point to make of, again, how you are fostering and cultivating this community internally within Junior League. But as we're developing those people, they're going back out to their respective workplaces and other organizations and hopefully making a difference, making an impact. Are you seeing that? Because that's that's how it feels. Yes. And I appreciate those comments as well. You know, when we made the commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging several years ago, those ideals are certainly not lost on me. And when we transitioned president roles, you know, I felt very strongly that we needed to continue that. And I know that my team around me has felt the same way. You know, until last fall, our admissions procedures included recommendations by league members. And, you know, the the wonderful ladies that researched that element found that it truly was a barrier to membership. And we were losing women that shared and appreciated our mission, vision, and values. And so we, as a league, voted to eliminate that particular barrier to membership. And so now we are requiring a letter of recommendation. So like Dianca, when she moved here and did not know a soul, you know, it would have been virtually impossible for her. And thank goodness we got her because my gosh, thank goodness. So (laughs) we, we are seeing that various elements of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging being played out in our league. And then Jada, like you said, taking that back to a workplace, a home, another volunteer or board. For me, it's been very fulfilling watching those take place. Thank you for your transparency. I, I think there's a difference between just saying words, slapping them on a website, giving an example of true action and reflection. I can respect that as an HR professional and then also as a business owner. So I I appreciate and commend you all. So I want to thank you. I think that there's a lot of missed opportunity in thanking those that are in a leadership capacity of a nonprofit, of a board. Really, you don't have to do what you do. You give up your time. You give up your talent. And I'm assuming that you have other priorities in your life family, work, what have you. I know how much work goes into this. And I know that it has to come from a place of, you know, a pure heart and and a passion for the league and the women in our community. So I want to give you the ultimate thank you for your service and your sacrifice, because without you, you may not see the impact to the community. You have no idea the lives that you're touching. So thank you, Jada. Those are very kind words. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if there's anything that you would say to potential members, let's just say now they're looking up, they're going to the website, they're like, what? I want to find my tribe. What is this? So what would you say to maybe that potential member that's saying, you know what? Is this for me? Maybe I should join. I would say definitely, you will definitely find your niche in the junior league. So whether communications, education and development, or you love, you know, working on the healthy side with Healthy Kids Fun Fair, you will truly find your niche. And I'm a firm believer, what you put in the league is what you'll get out of the league. So if you put in 110%, you're going to get that return of 110%. And if you only put in 50, 
then you're going to get that 50% back, but it's truly what you make of it. So what you put in is definitely what you'll get out. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, you know, that's been my mantra as well going forward. You know, I would tell someone that we are able to do a lot of these amazing things in the community based on our fundraising efforts. We have Holiday Market, which has been a tradition for over 35 years in Columbia. You know, fabulous holiday shopping event that goes on at the fairgrounds. We just completed, I think it was our 35th one, and it was amazing to be back in the candy building and at the fairgrounds. But we also have our Little Black Dress Initiative, which highlights, you know, several community issues in our Columbia area. And Again, you know, we wouldn't be able to do all these amazing things if we didn't have the support of our community and our membership to fundraise and fund development. But but it is, I, I, you know, I agree with Dianca. It's a safe place to fail. And I hate to say that, you know, but just if you want to, just if you want to try something different, you know, we've mentioned Healthy Kids Fun Fair, which is our only community event that's open to the public. A lot of our community-focused events are geared towards specific schools and other partner organizations. So our Healthy Kids Fun Fair is on April the 2nd at Segra Park. I believe it's 9 to 2. So more information is going to be coming about that. So keep checking back our website and, you know, we'll look forward to seeing folks there. Great. This is absolutely perfect. So to all the listeners, and even if you're not in the Columbia area, there could be a local junior league. Right. A junior league near you. And so I, I think that even if you're just Googling junior league nearby, you'll be able to find these resources as well. But for our Columbia area folks, and even there's you know multiple junior leagues throughout the state as well, what I'm getting and also my takeaways is really staying connected to your why and finding your tribe and really being able to make that difference. And then lastly, this is a safe place to fail. And we all need that right now. We truly do. So thank you again for joining us on HR After Dark. I can't wait to highlight you all again. And maybe it's whenever it's there's another event or a volunteer opportunity. I want to make sure that we bring you back on the show. If you'll agree to that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. We've got an agreement to our listeners. We've gotten full agreement and commitment from the president. So... (laughs) Well, listeners, I want to leave you with this. Please do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else.